Hallelujah. So let's just, oh my God. If you were God in this room. If you were God in this room. I said, Clarkson, behave yourself. together for Jesus. Knock me out of this mood, Holy Ghost. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. So let me let me let me just put it as an expo. Get ready for Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Yeah. We're gonna have an evening of worship here. It's gonna be worship, worship all the way. Yeah. Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. No break. We just keep flowing in the spirit like that. Just keep flowing in the spirit. You, you've never seen anything like that before in your life. Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs is coming this month. Glory to God. This month. Glory to God. You will see the best of LSM like you've never seen before. God is going to be here in the room. Hallelujah. I need to run a couple of things I want to share with you that I think will bless you. Um, so it's frequently asked questions around the gospel. What is the gospel? That's where we begin from, of course. So... If you're going to do FAQ on the gospel, that should be the first. <laughs> Jesus, fly, sweet. What kind of church is this? <laughs> Glory to God. I love you all, guys. Like I really do. I love you all. So, uh, am I in a good place? Yeah. So, um, first question you want to talk about is, um, what is the gospel? I mean, we can't do FAQ on the gospel without starting from there. Be a wrong start. So, what is the gospel? Because some people say the gospel is sharing food. That's not the gospel. Yeah. That's not the gospel. I'm, and I'm, I'm being serious. So, you have people who, you know, they are doing very nice things for people. They give alms. They buy food and share on the streets. Those are very beautiful things. You see, but that's dead works outside Christ. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So if you're doing good deeds outside Christ, you're not saved, but you're doing good things. That's dead works. In other words, dead works are things you do to approach God or get to God without Jesus. Should I explain again? Dead works are things that you do to get to God, to approach God without Jesus. The Bible speaking about Jesus said he is the only way to the Father. So if you're trying to access the Father without Christ, you're doing dead works. Your good deeds can get you there. Cornelius was one man like that. He was devout. He was giving alms. He was doing things for people. But you see, that could not get him salvation. So God, God saw the hearts of this guy. And, and this guy can't make heaven like this. So he said, he sent an angel 
to speak to Cornelius. Are you following what I'm saying now? And then the angel came to him and said to send for Peter. That tells you something already. Angels don't preach the gospel. Angels don't preach the gospel. Even Jesus can't preach the gospel. Ah, sorry. Jesus can't preach the gospel. Why? The way she turned her neck like this, I said, ah. Jesus can't preach the gospel. And I explain to you. Jesus stopped Paul on his way to Damascus. And he didn't preach to Paul. What did Paul say? Lord, who is this? He says, it is I that you persecute. Now, at that point, we see something called identification. Because there was nowhere that Paul saw Jesus and persecuted him. It was the church that Paul was persecuting. But when Jesus was going to respond to him, he said, I am the one you've been persecuting. So the church and Jesus is one. So if you touch a believer, you've touched Christ. So all of these um, touch them are anointed. All of us are the anointed. When you touch your brother, you're touching Christ. There's no special person that is the apple of God's eyes. We are all the apple of God's eyes. And the eye is too big to contain all of us. Are you hearing? Are you hearing what I'm saying? <laughs> we are all the apple of God's eyes. There's no special person with a special anointing. Touch no man. I will touch you. Glory to God. <laughs> I will touch you. Touch the anointed of the Lord. Touch the anointed. Yeah. So everyone close to you. You see, that brings us to the place where we respect each other and revere each other. Because we are all anointed in Christ. So it's not your prayers that make you anointed. It's the spirit within. It's not your prayers that make you anointed. You don't have the anointing because you fasted. You see what I'm saying? You don't have the anointing because you climbed the mountain for 30 days. No, no, no. I did that some time ago. It doesn't bring the anointing. It activates what's inside already it makes you a lot more able to express what you have received at salvation you have the anointing in you which is the holy ghost you don't have something it's not the anointing is not goosebumps should i stay there for a bit the anointing is not goosebumps so you can be in this service and have sensations the anointing is not sensation i can be in this service i don't feel a thing but if i lay hands on you something will come on you why it's not in the feeling it's in the knowing are you following what I'm saying, guys? Yeah. So the gospel is not giving people arms. Cornelius did it. An angel came and said, send for Peter. And Peter came and preached the gospel to him. So the, the gospel is preached by men, not spirits. Are you hearing what I'm saying now? The gospel is preached by men, not spirits. And I've taught you here before, if you've been following, if you're new, I'm sorry, but you, you will catch up with time. The bringer of salvation determines the offspring of salvation. So if, this, if the gospel comes to us through angels who are servants, we'll become servants. But they had to come through songs so that it will give birth to songs. So servants can't communicate the gospel that makes songs songs. They don't have an idea of what it is. They are not songs. To which of the angels did he say, sit at my right hand? He didn't say it to any angel. He said it to Jesus. The prototokos of the New Testament. Are you hearing what I'm saying now? So what he said to Jesus, he said to us, if he said to Christ, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased, he's saying the same thing to you. So I'm waiting for God to speak to me. He has not acknowledged me yet. No, in Christ you've been acknowledged. In Christ you are the beloved son. You hear what I'm saying? In Christ you are the beloved, come and say I'm the beloved son. So the gospel now is his death, his burial, and his resurrection. So if anybody is preaching something to you that has not these things in it, it is not the gospel.
Do you hear what I'm saying now? If anybody is saying something to you that does contain these things that I've mentioned, his death, burial, and resurrection, that is not the gospel. That's entertainment. That's showbiz. That's how to make it in life. Do you hear what I'm saying now? I'm going to come to something at the end of this class that will change your mindset forever. Give me the scripture in 1 Corinthians 15. Can you turn off this for me a bit? I'm sorry. 1 Corinthians 15, I gave you that scripture, right? Look at this. Uh, give me a message first. Look at this. Friends, let me go over the message with you one final time. So for those of you who are new, who don't know what we believe as a church, we preach the gospel of God's grace. We preach the finished work of Jesus on the cross. This, this looks more like an LFC class. That's what we believe in, the finished work of Jesus. So if someone, is, if you go to a church, for instance, and they are, all they are telling you is relationship, relationship, that's not the gospel. Because, you see, all of us in that service are not heartbroken. Let's be specific. No, so, if you went for a service Sunday morning and all they taught you in that service was how to communicate with your husband, we are not all married. So, 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 so it, it tells you this, that the gospel has to be something that serves all men and no one feels left out. Mm -hmm. The gospel is a meal that serves all men and no one feels left out. So it's not like we went to a restaurant and I'm saying, ah, I want to eat fried rice. You're saying I want to eat uh, spaghetti. Mm -mm. When we come to the gospel, we eat the same thing. It's one message, one meal, and everyone gets filled. Uh. You hear what I'm saying, guys? Yeah. So look at this. Let me go over the message, not a message. Are you seeing this now? The message with you one final time. This message that I proclaimed and that you made your own. This message on which you took your stand. So outside this message, you're not standing. Are you seeing what I'm saying now? Should I read from the beginning again? Friends, let me go over the message with you one final time. This message, specifically this message that I proclaimed and that you made your own, this message on which you took your stand and by which your life has been saved. So you see what I'm saying now? Without this message, your life is not saved. So outside the message, there's no salvation. Are you following what I'm saying now? If you heard how to make cake in a church service, they now say altar call. There's no salvation there. You didn't hear the message. Are you hearing what I'm saying now? It says, I'm assuming now that your belief was the real thing. Are you seeing what I'm saying now? He's assuming that your belief is a real thing and not a passing fancy that you are in this for good and holding fast. Next verse. The first thing I did was place before you what was placed so emphatically before me that the Messiah died for our sins. Are you seeing the content of the gospel now? Are you seeing the content of the message? Don't get it twisted. This is what it is. You don't have to shout, mm, deep. Ah, this message, this, that. Mm, 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 mm. Your shout is not what makes the message deep. Ah, it touched me. Mm, mm. It doesn't have to touch you. It touched Christ. That's enough. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
You don't have to do mm, mm, mm. Oh, Jim, mm, mm, mm. That, see, the, you have stayed with the Habalis long enough, so everything around you is sensational. Leave that thing. Look at this again. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Follow carefully. What did he say here? That he died for our sins. That's number one. Exactly as scripture tells it. This is very powerful because he didn't die by gunshots. Before he died, there was a specific way that was said that he would die. So if he had died by poison, there would be no salvation. He had to die on the cross because that cross will terminate the cause. Uh. The Bible says in Galatians 3, cause is any man who hangs on a tree. So if he did not hang, there will be cause on your head. So how to dissolve the cause is that he will hang on the cross. The cross terminates the cause. You hear what I'm saying? The cross terminates the cause. Not your forgiveness, not your 30 days of deliverance. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You went for all nights. Let the cause die. Mm -mm, mm -mm. The cross terminates the cause. If I can know the cross, that's enough. Do you remember when they were in the wilderness and serpents were biting them? They said, look at the brazen serpent. Not go to deliverance. Not kill the snake. Not tie something on your leg. The believer is not called to react. Mm. We are called to believe. No call to react. You're always reacting. No, no, no. We are called to believe. Are you hearing what I'm saying, guys? It's going to take some time. Exactly as scripture tells it, that he was buried, that he was raised from death on the third day, not on the second day. If it was on the second day, it's not complete. The, the payment is completed on the third day, not second day. Are you following what I'm saying? If your savior was on the second day, change savior. So we see that he died. I wish you could highlight this. He died, he was buried, and then he was raised. Glory to God. Now, these are the contents of the gospel. So whatever is preached to you that does not contain this thing is not the message. It's another gospel. Hetero's gospel. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's not the gospel. He died. Come on, say he died for my sins he was buried for my sins and then he resurrected for my sins wrong he said he said for my sins i've taught you in lfc i say you should say you said it no no so i'm see i'm training you to know when you heard the wrong thing so you can identify it he died for my sins he was buried for my sins he rose up for my justification so it's in the rising that the payment is sealed. If he rose up for your sins, you are still in your sins. There will be no point. The moment he rose, sins was dealt with. What you now have is someone presents you the forgiveness certificate. I've done the deal. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He died, he was buried for sins, but he rose up for your justification. Run to verse 20, let me show you something. Can you find verse 20? I didn't give it to you. Run to verse 20. Are you getting blessed already, guys? So now you know what the gospel is. You know what the gospel is. Come on, say what the gospel is. He died for me. He died as me. When he was buried. 
I was buried with him. When he resurrected, I resurrected with him. So now I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. Shout glory. Yeah, that's it. Find that scripture for me, verse 20. I should have given it to you. Oh, Jababa, so verses. Fly, fly, fly. There's a lot of things I want to deal with before I leave here. Can you find it? Have you seen it? Can you find it in King James? Is it easier there? 1 Corinthians 15, verse 20, thereabouts. King James, just find it there. You, you see it. Are you getting blessed, guys? Yes, yeah, so don't be in a hurry. You, you learn something that will help you. So you don't want to be... Look at this. But now Christ is reason... Go back to 18. Let me see. From 18, let's go down. Hopefully, I'll find what I'm looking for there. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. Next verse. In, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we have all men most miserable. Next verse. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruit of them that slept. Next verse. For since by man came death, by man came also resurrection of the dead. Next verse. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all men be made alive. Where are we made alive? In his resurrection. So when he says in Christ here, he's saying in his resurrection. That's where life is. Life is not in his death. Life is not in his death. Life is not in his burial. Life is in his resurrection. I'll break it down for you another time. What's the next verse saying? Is that the last one? For but every man in his own order, Christ the first fruit, afterward, they that are Christ at his coming. Next verse. That's the last one. Then come at the end. When shall when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, blah blah blah, and blah, and authority and power. Glory to God. So the gospel then is his death, his burial, his resurrection. So you don't want to be deceived by anything. You go to a church and they're saying something that is not correct, that's not right. Or you turn on your TV and someone is saying something that looks abstract. That's not the gospel. You're a bad boy. That's not the gospel. Thirty minutes. That's not the gospel. You went to a church, you came back home, and your note is looking like home video. That's not the that's not the gospel. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So you must be emphatic, you must be definite. Look at this again. Died for our sins, then he was buried for our sins, and then he rose up from dead for our justification. For our justification. For our justification. What's the last scripture in Romans chapter 4? The last verse in Romans chapter 4. Hmm? Find it in KJV, the last verse in Romans chapter 4. I'm not in a hurry, I want you to learn. Can you find it? Romans 4, KJV, the last verse there. There's something I'm looking for. 25. What does he say? Put it up. Are we good? Uh, look at it. Who was delivered up, delivered for our offenses? Are you seeing now? He died, was buried for our offenses when he was raised again for our justification. So I'm not talking from my head. It's in the Bible. So when he raised, it was not for sin. He was raised for justification. Do you see that now? So when you, what you find in 1 Corinthians 15, he died for you, he was buried for you. You see in Romans 4.25, it tells you that he was raised for justification. So the moment he's raised up, I'm no longer in my sins. 
not because I confess, but because he rose. Are you hearing what I'm saying now? So it's not the confession of sins that clears sins, it's the resurrection from the dead. If he did not rise, confess from now till next year, you are still in your sins. So resurrection cleared your debts. Your confession is to agree with what he did. Are you seeing that now? Good. So let me run to other questions that I have. Give me the next question that you have there. You getting blessed? Please be learning though. I need to run. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Next, next, next scripture. Next um, question. Hi. I am an Uber driver. I do hook up as an extra job and it pays me well and right now family is in need of money and I also want to pay for I want to pay up for the vehicle I think probably is on higher purchase or something I'm using I'm planning on doing the hookup job for a while at least save up to pay up for the car then I stop but then I feel guilty on the inside I'm confused don't know what to do this fuel has really made things hard. What do I do? Listen to me. It's not a funny case. Who? If you are not there, you will not understand. Can I explain something to you? Listen to me. So when you see movies like where somebody goes to an office, they're looking for a job because they're looking for money. They have a parent that is in coma. They have another one who's probably going through a surgery and they need that money for that person's life. And the guy there is saying, you must sleep with me. That's when we know if you have conviction. Believing is one thing. Conviction is another thing. You see, if you stand for nothing, you will fall for anything. So you don't wait for the day of adversity to build conviction. You, you build up yourself ahead of that day. Because now nobody's going to tell you do evil because the circumstances was, was, was right. You have to stand your ground. Dude. Eh. You're not going to raise little liver children. Just, ah, let's just do it. Mm -mm. I'll tell you for a fact, God, has, God doesn't condemn you. God doesn't judge you if you're doing this. You're going to make heaven. You have made heaven already. That's not the question now. Your answer is in the question. But then I feel guilty. This is not guilt. It's the spirit within pulling you in the right direction. Because it's not befitting of who you are in Christ. And you must train yourself to come to the point where you know that if I would take the other turn, God will provide. God, listen to me. If you don't train yourself now to believe God despite the odds, you will never believe God you will never believe God. I'm not going to tell you how you're doing it after you have saved enough money and I'll leave it. You will not leave it. That's why I don't advocate for, and what's it called? Gambling, Babai Jebu, and all of those things. What is it sin? When we grow in the faith, sin is not the question. When we grow, as we grow in the faith, sin is no longer the question. Is it a sin? No, I've grown past that level. Does he make my Christianity productive? Are you hearing what I'm saying? I've gone past sin level. Sin. No, no, no. We're not there anymore. We've left that ship. At this point, you're still asking, is he a sin? Is he not a sin? You're still a baby. Are you hearing what I'm saying now? Yes. yes. What I'm telling you is this. 
if this is your case, you can trust God that as, listen, this is not guilt. God does not condemn. God doesn't lead with guilt. This is the spirit. It's like, a, it's, it's something pulling you. It's a spirit within pulling you in the right direction. If you will follow that thing, he will pull you to where resources are. This thing can last. And if you tell yourself the truth, how much money are you going to make from this thing that can sustain you? If, and the thing about greed and all of these things is, if you stay in this path for too long, when they raise the fuel price again, you look for something more dubious to do. So, what will happen is, unconsciously, you are training yourself to go in the wrong path and feel nothing about it. Because if you don't respond to this thing pulling you, you come to what we call dead conscience. So at that point, you are doing something not so nice, but you can't feel anything wrong about it anymore. You have now been primed. You are now reprobate. You are now primed. You are now, ah, let me, let me, let me explain, give you an example. The first time you watched the movie and you saw somebody kissing, or they are about to undress, you just started looking for your remote. You wanted to fast forward it. After watching like three, four, five episodes, it will become normal. If someone mentions lesbianism or, or homosexuality to you, you cringe at it. But now you watch movies where that thing is, and it doesn't feel like anything is wrong. Now I'm lesbianism. Let, mm -mm. Listen, society and media is training your conscience to adjust to the wrong things. And you don't know that they are playing a program on your mind. When the Bible says flee these things, it's not because you cannot speak in tongues and watch it. Mm -mm. It's that your mind is being corrupted gradually. You are losing the peace without knowing. The day you will now... So, so one day you will now probably be in a situation and an environment where there's opportunity to misbehave. You don't know that you've lost control. Because the mind that was meant to empower you to stand strong has been weakened by the things you saw. So why do Baba Ejebu? No problems. You are doing it. You are doing it. You are training yourself to be greedy because you will never be satisfied. If you clicked once, you want to go again. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It doesn't work that way. Are you getting blessed? First Timothy 6, 6 to 10, TLB, let me show you something. Do you want to be truly rich? You already are if you are happy and good. Let me read it again. Do you want to be truly rich? You already are if you are happy and good. Next verse. After all, we didn't bring any money with us when we came into the world. And we can't carry away a single penny when we die. Next verse. So we should be well satisfied without money if we have enough food and clothing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Next verse. But people who long to be rich soon begin to do all kinds of wrong things to get money. Things that hurt them and make them evil-minded. You are training your mind. You see, in the wrong direction. And finally send them to hell itself. Now you're not going to hell. Now this can be hell on earth. Prison is hell on earth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Give me another translation. What's wrong? Are you getting blessed? Are you learning something? 
A devout life does bring wealth, but it's the rich simplicity of being yourself before God. Since we enter the world penniless, and we leave it penniless, if we have bread on the table and shoes on our feet, that's enough. Next verse. But if it's only money these leaders are after, they will self-destruct in no time. That's what he calls hell. Loss for money brings trouble and nothing but trouble. Going down that path, some lose their footing in the faith. See what I was saying now? Completely and live to regret it bitterly ever after. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There's a question there. Let me do it now. That says, um, should I take money from somebody who is doing Yahweh? I will find it. Find it. You see, listen, because some of you think that because we preach the gospel and grace and all that, we don't have discipline in the faith. We don't have boundaries. No, 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 no. Don't be, don't be mistaken. This is not that church. You can't steal and bring offering here. No, get out with your money. Are you listening to me now? As, listen, listen. What's the, what, what, how did I start? Guys, can you listen to me? It's not, I'm not joking. I'm, I'm serious. So that don't seem to, it's not everything you joke about. This is a serious issue for some people. It's like a, die, a life and death case. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You have not done go for me before. That's why you are, you are there. You're laughing. Some people, I know somebody who they are doing go for me now for a loved one. It's crazy moments. You are watching your loved one pass in front of you. And you know what you can do to make the money now. But because you're a believer, you are staying there and you are trusting God. And maybe that person now probably passes on. And you start questioning God, where are you? Listen to me. It's not funny. This is faith now. This is faith. You don't only use faith to get things, you use faith to stand strong. You don't only use faith to get things, you use faith to stand strong. Faith is not only for getting, it's for standing. And having done all to stand, stand. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You must have convictions. Don't sell your life off for some pennies or something. No, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. As a Christian, is it proper to take money or anything from a froster, knowing fully well about what he or she does? You know he's a froster. As a Christian, is it proper to take money or anything from a froster, knowing fully well, well, knowing fully well about what he does or she does? Do you know the person is a froster? Why do you want to take money from them? And you're speaking in tongues, so glory to God. Take it. No, don't do that. So glory, Shevala, Baba, God provided. No, God didn't provide. You were greedy. Your appetite was, you have long throats. That's it. That's it. Let's call it speed, it's speed, not a shovel or garden fork. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There's discipline in the faith. Keep your appetites down. If you can't control your appetite, something is wrong with you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You want to say something? Ask question. In this regard. Okay, ask the question. You don't need the mic. Okay, fine. Ask. Some of these people, eh? Like, they come in for business. Some of them, that means the version is 
Can you listen? And that's why I don't take questions from the crowd sometimes because some of you are very, very funny. Listen to what he's saying. So, so they end up being clients. They end up being friends. They okay. end up being family. Even. Okay. So how do you now, do you want to, because it's your brother, you don't want to call him on So let me tell you something. Business is business. First. First. Business is business. So I don't know what you are doing. I'm not asking you what you are doing. You want to soak cloth, bar? Come. I'm offering a service. I will measure you. Now, I'm not participating in fraud. That's a different ballgame. But that I came to you to collect money for nothing. And I know what you are doing. You are a partner in crime. You hear what I'm saying? You, you know this guy has just duped somebody, one white woman. You're not going to share in the money. No, don't do that. Even if the person is your brother. Don't do it. Don't do it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? A client called you say, ah, I want to do one design. Do your design and move. Now, they are... See, 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 listen. Listen to me, guys. This is very important. I'm growing a church that should have sense. Listen to me. I'm not seeing what I've not done. Some of you know how that I used to sell things before I started pastoring full-time. I was doing ministry, then I was selling things. I was doing all of those things. One guy called me one day on Facebook. He said, I like the way you write. Because I was writing. If you go to my Facebook, I write like every day. I like the way you write. Can I, can I use your... Can you give me some of your stories as sales letter? I said, by all means. Then he took some of them as sales letter. Later, he called me and said, I want you to write later again for me for special products. Now, if, you, if, you don't, if you're not into meaning, potential, or all of those things, you wouldn't know what special products are. What are special products? Sex toys. Now, I don't do that. I didn't have to speak in tongues to know that that's not my area. Get somebody else to write for you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He's going to pay me some good millions. I don't, I'm not interested. If I can't put my name on it, I can't sell it. I have reputation to keep. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If I can't put my name on it, and people will say, ah, it's classing that wrote it. No, I'm not a part of that rubbish. So, because I have to, if I'm going to write a letter for you to sell that product, I have to describe it like I've used it. And I haven't used it. I can't tell it. That's not the kind of story I want to tell. Take it to somebody else. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So I'm not saying what I've not done. I've done it. I've had crazy instances. People have told me to write some very crazy, if you hear it, you shout. Not be describing some very funny position. Don't, don't, don't try it. Now, that's not me. Leave that to me and my wife. That's not me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Listen to me. Did I mention sin in this conversation? No, it's not sin. It's, this is more like believer's conduct. Because listen to me, by the time you collect money from a froster, how do you preach to him? You've lost the testimony of your faith. You are one with him, you can't convince him otherwise. Watching me online, are you listening? 
you you collected money from somebody that is doing yahoo yahoo now say i know jesus loves you no your conduct would have been the ministration first you want to collect money from me and you say i'm, I'm never stranded you are stranded now <laughs> let's know where you're confessing from Are you hearing what I'm saying now? But as a Christian now, that, that's the, as a Christian, you are saved now. Are you learning something? There are scriptures to show you now. You see, the King James says, Godliness with contentment is great gain. Is in KJV, that same First Timothy 6. Godliness, the issue is of you are godly, but you are not content. That's where greed comes in. Godliness with contentment. Let the little you have be enough. You want to blow overnight? No. I was, I was talking with someone this evening, and I told the person something, listen. Every big vision has a small version. Every big vision has a small version. Start with the small version. You want to open one blog and become a Nike G tomorrow morning? No! Do you know how many years she invested? Do you know how many years she invested? Sleepless nights on the blog every time. You open one Twitter account. You want to have 20 million followers tomorrow? No! What did you write there? You just listen to me. True success takes time. You hear what I'm saying? Don't be that Gen Z generation that is always in a hurry to make it happen. Everything that will last will take time. It takes process so that when you come to the end, you will appreciate it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Godliness with contentment is great gain. This one is not Kai. Godliness. Two of them, you must have contentment also. It's not witches. Are you, are you learning something? Next question I need to run. something I need to show you. Next question. Before this thing is not... Is there anything like destiny? Being destined to be rich or poor? Listen to me. Now, I'm going to answer your questions. Listen to me. Listen to me. You see how everything is revolving around money. It's showing you that there's something in this generation. It's mammon. Balleries. Do. And I don't blame you. Listen to me. The times are hard. I agree with you. But you see, eh, the just shall live. In these times, eh, are you hearing what I'm saying? In these times that we are in, your hustle will not save you. Don't just hustle. Mm -mm. There's a faith dimension to life. If you have no faith, you can't walk faith. The things we are doing in this church is by faith. We've done crazy things here by faith. We didn't have the cash for it. We just believed God for it. You can believe your way through school. 
I know what I'm saying. You can I don't have any money. Right jump. First, just right jump. You can believe your way through schools. There are living witnesses here. Somebody will pick you up and sponsor you through school. It happens. You can fix your life. Not fake it. Uh. You can fix it. You can fix it. Don't be, don't be. Uh, and don't touch you once. You have given them money. You have allowed them to collect money, give you money. Hmm. What's all that rubbish? Glory to God. Okay, I've never even answered the question. Listen to me. There's no such destiny. You become what you become by the out. It's the outcome of your choices. Nobody was destined to be poor or rich. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There were two guys that were born. I'll tell you something. Both of them were brothers from the same parents. And they got a prophecy that this one would be very great. That his life would blow up. He's going to be a president and all of those things. They told the guy very lofty things. And then they said this guy, the prophecy they are saying about him, his life is very dark. That he will never really, really go far. So this one that they gave that gigantic um, prophecy the guy all begin to flex as president may be <laughs> guy all flex they go here they do things you know because see the prophetic word does not bring you to the destination without your actions so the guy collected the word and was running amiss so they call a presidu presidu yeah yeah you do one like this. <laughs> Listen to me. Listen to me. Guess what happened? The other guy that they said he would never amount to anything, he went back to the farm. Diligently farming every day. Gathering harvest. Gathering harvest. Started selling crops. Before you knew it, he built a house. Bought properties. 20 years down the line, my guy was bowling. The one with the, with the prophetic word. Residue. Sorry. Even in the example, it cannot be you. <laughs> he came back and was begging the one with no prophecy. Mm -mm. It's not a destiny something. It's actions. It's your choice. No two choices have the same outcomes. And how to know the right choice to make is to weigh the consequences of the actions. So I want to make a choice. I look at these two things. If I go here to lead me here, if I go here to lead me here, I can weigh the outcomes. This is better. And then I go in the right direction. There's no destiny. In Christ, there's no destiny anything. What we have is predestination. Are you hearing what I'm saying now? <laughs> what we have is predestination. Romans 8.29 From whom he did for no, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many. Now, moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, then he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Predestination here is not speaking about um, 
you what you will become how you will be great in life mm -mm, mm -mm. he is speaking about what will happen to the ones who believe in christ so the goal is that if any man says yes to jesus automatically the destination of that man is to become conformed to the image of christ that's your predestination mm -mm. he's not saying you will buy a car and that's where we miss it some of you guess if you think that things will become easy for you mm -mm. there's no such predestination the predestination of the son of god of the, of the of the believer is that you become like christ at the end of the day that if jesus is not lost you can't be lost that's predestination are you hearing what i'm saying don't be lost in this service that's predestination so it's not about if you don't listen to me you can be saved and broke yeah you will confess i'm heavily protected and all of those things beautiful as you are confessing acts in accordance with your confession Mm. you can be saved and go through hell now that's not God's design but your, your actions, your choices can bring about a contrary experience in your life so whilst at the logic church we, we encourage you to confess the word speak the word, we also encourage you not to be lazy get a job you know we are logic church now everything is working for our good five years you know i don't like working for anybody clap for yourself i don't like working for anybody i'm an entrepreneur you know you know self-employed <laughs> you know those facebook people working are self-employed school at harvard you've not left the borders of the country you are just there are you listening to me are you listening to me? When you live here, if you have no job, apply for one. If you have a CV that is looking somehow, get somebody to help you fix it up. Um, Lois is here. Um, uh, what's his name? OC is here. There's Tosin here. They can help you work on... Are you hearing what I'm saying? You are speaking in tongue with a tattered CV. And you want a good job. You are there quoting, God does not, God does not qualify the call. He call, he call the call. Listen to me. You have no qualifications. Get some. Take some courses. God does not. It's, it's not, it's not my qualification. Grace, cover me. Eh, 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 eh. You are about to be disgraced. Get, 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 get something to do. Are you hearing what I'm saying? No, no. If you enter the plane now and the pilot says, ah, I'm not qualified though. But we drive you by grace. Uh, uh, why didn't you enter now? Listen, listen, listen to me. Grace is not a cover for stupidity and mediocrity. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because if you come to my office in the name of grace and I check your CV, you're not qualified for the job, I won't hire you. You're about to run down the firm. Get out from there. You, are, are you hearing what I'm saying to you this morning? Listen. Are you learning something? You're coming out. That, uh, listen, I get, listen, I get job offers. People call and say, ah, there's this job, blah, blah. I know who to send it to. I've, I've stayed with you for like five minutes. I've heard you speak. I know this one has sense. You know, go and embarrass logic there. 
Because when I'm sending you as your pastor, I'm sending my name there. I'm sending the church there. You now go there and go and talk rubbish. See, is that your member? No, 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 no. Until you have behaved well, uh -huh, I will not send you there. You go there and go and run the company down in the name of God. Show up at 6 o'clock, you show up at 8.30 and I'll do morning devotion in the office. In the name of grace. Don't, don't be stupid. Are you hearing what I'm saying now? Put up that question again. <laughs> Listen to me. Oh, we'll finish it. You can write me, write me, write me. Let me see what I'm saying. Are you hearing what I'm saying? <laughs> see, God wants the I wish above all things that you will prosper, be in health. Let me even let me even switch to health. Uh -huh. I had to call them, Andrew and all the people who were working in the medical. I say, remind me to take my multivitamins. I, I remind me, I told them, I don't like taking drugs. Now, now not, this is multivitamins I'm talking about now. It's not drugs. But once it looks like, I will send you out of this church. <laughs> because in the end, I hope you're hearing what I'm saying. Uh -huh. That anchor on your neck, I will take it away. Uh -huh. I know. I will preach it later. But uh, be listening first. Listen. Uh -huh. Everything will be joke. I'm serious. You hear what I'm saying? So what was I saying? Remind me, you are, you, listen to me, you are walking this, you are doing this, you are only drinking Gary, Gary. You will fall sick. You, you, you know, you know Kwashi Oko. Hey. Hey, it's well. Groceries. <laughs> Cassava flakes. <laughs> Cassava flakes and um, <laughs> golden berries. <laughs> but are you getting what I'm saying, guys? Yeah. Don't go and do. So there's no destiny to be poor or rich or sick or healed. Mm -mm. In Christ, in Christ, all should be rich. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God wants the best for all of us. So we're not just going to end up confessing it. We're going to start acting it. Our actions must be commensurate with our confessions to see the fulfillment. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come and say, I will act accordingly as I confess. Yeah. We must see it. We must see it. We must see it. So don't do those things. Don't do, I'm coming, just hold it, deliver it. Don't do those things. I, I don't know how to say this thing because we, I don't know. You wake up in the morning, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. You have not made any move out of the house. And you're expecting some miracle money from somewhere. I don't understand if all figure of speech that is. No, 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 no. That faith is paralysis on your bed. I, you're just, except that you have a kind of contract job that you do, and those are your rest days. Aside that, Young man, young girl, you don't have anything you're doing, you're just sleeping. Listen to me, hey, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, listen carefully. We are young people in this church. 
tell yourself the truth. What's your projection for the next five, ten years? You are going to arrive at that destiny shocked if you don't plan now. Say, ah, these ten years. For those of you who are 25, 30 is already here. Don't think you are far. Don't, you will, you will be shocked. For those who are 27, now just three years remain. They go soon break. Next question. A word is enough for what? Let he that has ears. Alright, let's do this. Let's do this one. Let's do this one. Following me. Are you hearing what I'm saying, guys? If I'm beholding him in a mirror, the glory of God, and being transformed, right? Does this mean that I am transformed into three images of God? Like Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit, or is it a single image? Now, you may not get what this person is saying. Let me explain to you. So, you know how we say that as you behold, you are changed from glory to glory to glory. Now, some people think that actually as we are beholding the word, we are changed into glory, into glory, into glory. Mm -mm. That's not what that scripture actually says. We've quoted it that way, but that's not the right rendering. First Corinthians chapter 3, right? Second Corinthians 3, right? 3, 7, let's do 7 to 18. Give me, K, give me NKJV. Let's, let the English be reduced a bit. Let's turn down the... We've seen the question. I'll take it off. I give you the scripture. Second Corinthians 3. Start from... Okay, leave it for here. Then you go back to 17. Is this 7 or 17? 17? No, I want to do from 7. From seven. Now look at this. But we with unveiled faces beholding as in the mirror the glory of God, of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the same spirit. Now go back. Now if you read this here and stop, you think that we behold the glory of God. You read the Bible and all that. You're transformed glory to glory to glory and you keep changing every time that you read it. Go to verse 7. Are you, are you paying attention, guys? Are you paying attention, guys? But if the ministry of death, written and engraved on stones, was glorious, glory, so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away. So at this point, he's describing the glory of the ministry of death is the law. Are you following now? Which is revealed or shown in the face of Moses after he came down from the mountain. That's a glory, but he says that glory is what is fading away. Next verse. How will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? So are you seeing now, he's talking about two glories here. The glory of the law and the glory of the New Testament. So it's a comparison of glories. Next verse. For even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect, the law. Because of the glory that excels New Testament. Next verse. Are you following with me? It's more like word and opposite. Therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech. <laughs> Next verse. But their minds were blinded, for until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament. So the Old Testament is concealed. You need Christ to open it. 
So Christ is the unveiling. You following what I'm saying now? Because the veil is taken away in Christ. Notice, he didn't say the veil will be taken away, taken away, taken away. The moment you are in Christ, the veil is gone. So you lose the veil once. <laughs> That's why the temple veil was not two times it all. It all once. But their minds, next verse. Are you following what I'm saying? Next verse. But their minds, okay. But even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies on their hearts. Next verse. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, salvation. Not when you open your Bible. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When one turns to the Lord, we read it like it's when you open scriptures. Mm -mm. When you turn to the Lord, salvation, this can also apply in Bible terms when you say, when one begins to read now with the lens of Christ. Are you seeing that now? The veil is taken away. Next verse. Because you see, you can be in Christ now and the veil is still there because of ignorance. Now, the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, we did on Sunday. There's liberty. Next verse. But we all believers now, with unveiled faces, not like Moses, beholding us in the mirror, the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from the glory of the Old Testament to the glory of the New Testament. So when we read, we're not change glory to glory to glory. It was one change that happened. So I've been transformed from glory to glory. The glory of the Old Testament to the glory of the New Testament. So you are not changing from God the Father to Son to the Holy Spirit. Mm -mm. That's not what he's saying. Were you blessed by that? Yes, mm. So when we say we are changed from glory to glory, we have been changed from the glory of the Old Testament, from the glory of the law to the glory of the New Testament, which is Christ in us, the hope of glory. Do you see that now? So I'm not changing every day. I'm, only, I'm already changed. I'm already becoming more aware of the change that I've been changed to. <laughs> That's what we can say is glory to glory. I'm becoming more aware daily of the glory that I've been changed to. It's not in my reading that I become glory. I'm already glory on the inside. Come on, give God glory in this room. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. Blessed life. Yeah. Next question. As someone who carries the image of God, how do I enforce things in the spirit realm? Prayer, speaking. I don't have to stay on this one. As someone who carries the image of God, how do I enforce things in the spirit realm? By speaking the word. Homologio. Go, go listen to the message. Homologio 1, 2. Homologio. You are the image of God. You're not carrying it. You are the image of God. So you're just enforcing by speaking. You're calling for things that be not as though they were. Prayer and speaking the word. That's it. So you find something that the word says concerning you and you stay on it. You insist on it. You put your foot on it. You keep saying it until it shows up in your space. You get what I'm saying, right? It's not hard like that. The same thing that the native doctors do. They are making incantations and all that. When you stay in your space, you use your words and enforce things. Glory to God. Next question I need to run. Does prayer answer everything? Yes, if it's in the will of God. 
prayer answers everything yes if it's in the will of god if it's not in the will of god it can't be answered see you can't use prayer to get someone else's wife it's not in the will of god now you are believing for a sister sister now got married you are still believing eh, 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 eh. that's not the will of god you can't use prayer to move the money in, in central bank into your account. That's not the will of God. Mm -mm. So, so the right way to pray is find out what God's will is. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you want to have answers every time, find out what the will is, then pray according to the will. That's why Jesus never had any unanswered prayer. He knew the will of the Father. And he prayed the will of the Father. Thy will be done. So every time he was praying, it was the will, and the will happened. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So my prayer can't go on answer because why? I know God's mind concerning the matter. So when I pray God's mind, I get answers every time. Come on, say, I pray God's mind every time, and I have answers every time. Say one more time, I pray God's will every time, and I have answers every time. One more time, I pray God's will every time, and I have answers every time. Come on, shout glory. That's it. That's it. Glory to God. Last question, right? One more. <laughs> when you are seeking God's direction about something, maybe you are about to make a certain decision and God is silent. Does it mean that God wants you to go ahead to make the decision or on your own? Or he wants you to wait? How long can you wait? <laughs> We cover. See, we have. <laughs> How long can you wait? <laughs> Leave this church. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying, guys? Yeah. So, when God is quiet, He is speaking. When God is quiet, He is speaking. Silence is an answer, actually. Yeah. Science is an answer. Are you expecting something deep? No. That's deep enough. Am I the God that is silent? I like to tell you now, God is silent. <laughs> God is silent. God is silent now. You don't know the answer. I see. Am I God? <laughs> but I can tell you something. See, yeah, whenever God is silent like that, sometimes he's giving you an instruction that you have not acted on. And he's not going to speak on a new instruction before you obey, until you obey the previous instruction. You hear what I'm saying now? Yeah. So if God had given you something to do or told you something to do and you've not acted on that, you won't hear something again because obedience is progressive. You hear what I'm saying? As you obey God, you'll hear him clearly again. You obey again. That's how the journey works. It's a journey of faith. It's a journey of faith. And I don't know what you're expecting God to say. Because sometimes we come to prayer with our own expectations. Mm -mm, don't do that. So he's told you what he wants to tell you, but you want to hear what you want to hear. And you're not hearing it. In prayer, we don't twist God's hand to do our mind. We align with what he has said. So I'm not praying to get God to do something or say something. I'm praying to force myself to agree with God. Because 
natural man does not want to go where God is saying go. So in prayer, I'm bending my will. I'm not bending God. You hear what I'm saying? Some of you want to just get God to do your bidding. No, 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 no. I'm bending my will to align with his will. That's prayer. In all of this, they say, ah, when you come to prayer, you now have to wait. Now, I saw one funny video today. The guy said, you know why God has not spoken to you? I don't like doing this, but I just got to do it. He said, when God came in worship, you were not playing the song. Then he now said that, you, you, you see, you don't value me. You value the song. Listen to me. God is not insecure. God is not insecure. If God came to speak to you and you are playing music, in that music he will speak to you. He will speak. God, you are playing music. You don't have respect for me. He who sent his own son to die for me while I was yet sinner. Now speak, he no go speak. He will speak. God is not emotional. God is not insecure. All of those talk about and when you are praying to hear God, you have to now stop your prayer. Then you now hear what he has to say. Mm-mm. As I'm praying, I'm hearing. As I'm praying, I'm hearing. Sometimes as I'm praying, I'm writing. I go back, I'm praying again. I come back, I'm writing. It's a flow like that. I don't have to stop to hear God. God will flow into my thoughts. God will... Uh, sometimes you start singing a song and that's God speaking to you. Uh, it's not you that is singing to God. He is giving you a message in words, in songs. You hear what I'm saying? So most times God is silent because you have stereotyped God. There's a way you want to hear. Mm, 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 mm. Say, ah, this is how God speaks. No, no, no. He said he was not in the fire. He was not in the... He was in the still small voice. Sometimes he's not in the still small voice too. He's not there. God can speak to you in the bar. God can speak to you in the traffic. He doesn't need everywhere to be quiet. He's in the quietness. He is quietness. Uh. Have you heard that song? Blessed quietness. Holy quietness. What a sure. in my soul. On the stormy sea. He speaks peace to me. And below. See. God will not wait for quietness. When he speaks, quietness will come. The storm did not quiet for him to speak. When he spoke, he quieted. Let let the storm not come so that you hear what I want to say. No, no, no. It's the speaking that silences the storm. See, I'm not in a quiet place where God can hear you. God is not in the atmosphere. See, here I am now. God cannot speak here. Mm -mm, mm -mm. You are stereotyping God. is not in the atmosphere. God is not in the noise. God is... Mm, 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 mm. He's not in the sky. Mm, mm. Where they are shooting gong, bah, 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 God can speak there. Yes. Think, grrr, generator. God speaks everywhere, anywhere, anytime. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't have to feel it to know it. 
I just know that he's there. Glory to God. Is that the last question? No, no, no. I want to go somewhere. There's something I want to teach before I leave here. Yeah. What I want to... What's the question for? Let me see. <laughs> You're already laughing. Let me know if I will skip it. Is this the last one? Another one is coming. But are you guys blessed tonight? Yes. How do we differentiate discernment from emotions? Well, not a bad question. By reason of use. Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 14, I guess. NLT MSG. Hebrews 5 14. Oh, MSG, glory to God. <laughs> Your guys are kind of... Hebrews 5 14, let me see if that's what I'm looking for. Look at this. I have a lot more to say about this, but it is hard to get it across to you since you've picked up this bad habit of not listening. By this time, you ought to be teachers yourself, yet here I find you need someone to sit down with you and go over the basics of on God again, starting from square one, baby's milk. When you should have been on solid food long ago, milk is for beginners, inexperienced in God's ways. Solid food is for who? For the mature, who have some practice in telling right from wrong. So it's a practice. You know your emotions from your from discernment is not suspicion. See the way I'm looking at this sister. Go be like person the lie way way. You are judging her from the flesh. That's suspicion. That's emotions. That's not discernment. That's that's not discernment. See the way that guy over kind of person go collect person phone. Watch out, watch out, watch out. It's not on the looks because many times people who stole the phone. They came looking like their bankers. So if you were looking from the flesh, you would have missed the culprit. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So it's not we're not led by suspicion, we're led by the spirit. So it's by training yourself, you are using that gift. So let me also say this: there's a difference between discerning of spirit and discernment. Descending of spirits is that you can sense the kind of spirits in the atmosphere speaking through a person operating in a certain place. That's descending of spirit. That's the gift. Not discernment of spirits. Discerning of spirits. Then there is discernment. Everybody seems to have discernment. But as you pray more in the spirit, you become more, you are heightened in that thing. You can perceive someone. The person never entered the room. I sense something wrong about this person. You may not even be able to place it, but you're just off. This guy, mm -mm -mm -mm. that's no emotions. Emotions is that you are treating the case from some word around knowledge. Word from knowledge, not word off. So somebody don't tell you something about this guy, say, ah, I got to come to church, watch Amo. So when you now see the person, you are acting from the information that you have. That's emotions. That's emotions. Sometimes people ask, why are you, why are you, why are you cold towards me? They have heard something about you. I don't know. I just feel like mm -mm, it's Jesus. That's not God still talking. That guys are still talking. So that's not discerning. That's not you're not discerning there. You're just being suspicious. So, but as you pray up in yourself in the Holy Ghost, you start picking things about people. Yeah, like even on a phone call, you can tell something wrong about this person. 
Don't do that deal. That's not discerning of spirit. That's discernment. And sometimes it, can, it borders around word of knowledge, word of wisdom. Don't, don't do that deal. Let it go. Let it go. And you two now go and do the deal. Something was telling me, oh. I thought you've lost $1 million. Come on, glory to God. You, you know the difference right now, she. So by reason of use, by practice, you can know all of those things. What I want to share with you as I round off is something important. How many of you have asked, what is my purpose? How many of you have asked the question, what's my purpose? Uh, Pastor, I'm trying to find my purpose. I'm looking for my purpose. It's not lost. That's the first thing. Your purpose is not lost. Did you hear what I said? Your purpose is not lost. So let me explain something to you. You know, growing up, I used to hear things. People say things like, God has called me to be a sales coach. God has called me to be a nail technician. God has called me to be a... Listen to me. Listen to me. Hear me carefully. The calling of God is not found in man-made invention. It's found in Christ. I'll say it again. The calling of God is found in Christ, not in man-made inventions. Because if the calling of God is found in man-made inventions, when you, there are no inventions, you have no calling. So if God had to wait for a man to invent something before he calls you, then God is playing catch-up. So, ah, my calling is to be a graphic designer. If they did not invent Adobe Photoshop, would you be a graphic designer? That's not your calling. That's a career path. So there's passion, there's career, but that's not calling. Men are not called in things. They are called in Christ. And your calling is your purpose. Your purpose is not to be a medical doctor. That's your platform for expression. You hear what I'm saying now? See, my calling on my purpose, your purpose is not to be a drummer. If drums were not invented, would you be a drummer? No. You get what I'm saying? Your purpose is to be a driver. If you lost one of your hands, what will happen? The design of purpose is that it will be eternal. So if purpose is in things, then it can be lost. But if it's in Christ, it can't be lost. You hear what I'm saying now? So, it's, ah, my calling is to be a sex coach. My, my calling is to, is to raise teenagers. Mm -mm, mm -mm. That's not your calling. That's your passion that can be expressed through that thing. Are you seeing what I'm saying now? The purpose of every believer is to call men to the faith, to get men saved. Salvation is the purpose for all believers. Are you hearing what I'm saying now? So, of you looking, for, your purpose is to get men saved. Second Corinthians five twenty. Yeah, to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world back to Himself, not imputing their sins unto them, and has now given us unto us the ministry of reconciliation. Are you hear what I'm saying? Now, put it up. Let him see. So there is purpose, there is platform, there is passion. And God has made all things new and reconciled us to himself and given us the ministry of reconciling others. What did he give us? The ministry of reconciling others. So everyone here has a ministry. Next verse. In other words, it was through the anointed one that God was shepherding the world, not even keeping records of their transgressions. And he has entrusted to us the ministry of opening the door of reconciliation to others. See what he gave you. Not says coach. So I'm like, ah, 
You know, what, my own calling is just to be talking to people that have been raped and be encouraging them. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Listen to me. That's not your calling. You can, that can be a passion. That can be something you do to help them. And it's not bad. But you're, you see, why am, I, why am I stressing this? If you are calling that your calling, you won't do the call. You have substituted it for the wrong thing. So you are not saving souls, but you are training people. Mm -mm, mm -mm. The call is to get people saved. Let me also explain to you. If what you call the calling of God is something an unbeliever can do, it's not God's call. I just said, coach, who are not believers. Yes. I just people who are helping rapists or people who have been raped. I just counselors who are not saved. That cannot be your call. If an unbeliever can do what you call your call, then it's not God's call. It's simple. So even you who thought you found your call, that was not a call. That's a passion. So I can, I'm a medical doctor, but that's not my purpose. That's my platform for expressing the purpose. Are you seeing that now? I'm a drummer. I'm a keyboardist. That's not my calling. That's my skill. That's my passion and platform for expressing the purpose. And in cases where you cannot play to save souls, go and preach physically. Some of you are using all this calling purpose to avoid preaching the gospel. Go ye into the world and preach. Say, no, 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 no. My drum is preaching. Mm -mm. No, 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 sir. When we say evangelism, everybody carry your Bible, go out there. Talk to somebody. Peter did not preach with fishing nets. He dropped it and then became fishers of men. That's purpose. Are you hearing what I'm saying now? You are not going to save anybody because you sold cloth and they wore it. Say, when they wear this, my cloth now, they will see Jesus. Mm -mm, mm -mm. That's your career. That's your passion. That's your whatever. Now, it becomes a platform when you now talk to them about Jesus when they come to meet you. Because I can't meet those people because that's not my field. Are you seeing what I'm saying now? God puts you in a particular area of, 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 of vocation so that you can reach people that some people can't reach. So that's your platform. That's not your purpose. It's when you begin to reach them that you're now walking in purpose. Have I helped somebody here? Stop looking for purpose. Purpose is found where? In Christ. Not in things. I'll give you scriptures. Um, let's do Colossians 1, 15 to 18. Message Bible. Let's run. Let's run, guy. Look at this. We look at the sun and see the God who cannot be seen. We look at this sun and see God's original purpose in everything created. Are you seeing this now? For everything, absolutely everything, above and below, visible and invisible, rank after rank, after rank of angels, everything God started in him and finds its purpose in him. You're not finding purpose in the course you studied in school. That's not purpose. So it's okay to say, yeah, I like tech. I want to do tech. And jump on it. You say, God, should I do tech? Mm -mm. If, you, if, you, if you think you love tech, you want to explore, go ahead and do tech. That's not purpose. That's career. That's passion. That's your area. Now, I can tell you also that God can lead you and say, by the Spirit, if you do tech, you may not really, really flow well here. 
that doesn't mean God is showing you your purpose. He's helping you make the right choice. Are you, ex- are you getting what I'm saying? Say, ah, God said I should not do tech. I should go and be so close. That's my purpose. Mm-mm, mm-mm. He just showed you where you will profit more. The purpose will now be that now that I'm profiting more, my funds will go into the gospel and I will also preach the gospel. Do you hear what I'm saying now? So purpose is not found in things. Purpose is found in Christ. Do you hear what I'm saying? So medicine is not purpose. Tech is not purpose. Nursing is not purpose. Singing is not purpose. Because if you lose your voice, you can't be out of purpose. That's not purpose. Purpose in itself is making Christ known. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We are first called into him at salvation so that we can call other men in our purpose. Do you hear what I'm saying? Has that blessed you tonight? Come on, has that blessed you tonight? Put your hands together, celebrate Jesus. I saw myself in a dream. I was doctor. That's the purpose of God. That's not what it means. It could be God directing the right path to go. Now listen to me. The dream is not what you see at night. The dream is what keeps you from sleeping. The dream is not what you see at night when you sleep. The dream is what keeps you from sleeping. That's the real dream. That's a vision. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on, glory to God. Glory to God. I did first time us in the house today, worshiping all for the first time at Logic Church Mainland in the evening. Just wave so we can celebrate you. We 